1: Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast.
0: Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends
1: talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornus. And I'm Ali Klebus. And today we are finally talking about Cats, the 2019 film. <laughs> and we want to thank you all for being so patient with us as well over these past few months on our hiatus. If you're a listener of the show, you know, Allie and I have both had some big life changes. So we had to take a little break, but we wanted to let you all know that we're back, baby. Yes. And we have big plans for 2022. And our hiatus
0: also gave us time to finally watch the movie cats, which we've been talking about for years. Now Uh, we finally got around to it. Uh, We have a lot of thoughts on the film uh, especially because it is also a film that only has a 19% score on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: As it should. <laughs> but before we get into that, we did want to share a little bit more about these plans I just teased.
0: Yeah. So as many of y'all already know, Taylor has been nonstop putting out albums left and right for the past couple of years. There have been Four new albums since we started Good for a Weekend um, around this time two years ago. And, you know, we definitely love the new music, obviously. We feel like it's just, we love it, but we just feel like it's driven us further away from our original content, like our deep dives on Kanye West and Carly Kloss and MySpace Taylor, because we've just had so much new music to talk about. Like, it's a blessing and a curse. We love it. We absolutely love it. But... Uh, We just kind of want to get back to our roots, get back to our uh, really well-researched episodes. So we decided that we are going to go on a monthly schedule where we will have a new deep dive episode the last Thursday of every month. And this is just going to get us back to our roots, get us back to our like deeply researched episodes that we started with. So we can start giving y'all, um, you know, more than just our opinions on the songs and just go back to what our r- original vision was for GFAW.
1: Yeah, like our about section on our Apple podcast, it says something like, and be warned, this is not a music podcast. <laughs> This, is, about Taylor Swift. this yeah. is not a music podcast, but with all the new albums, obviously that has changed. Yeah. But if you do like those episodes, this doesn't mean that if there's new music, we aren't going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like if something exciting happens or a new album drops, we will drop bonus episodes between those last Thursdays of the month. So always keep your eye out. You might see a return of don't blame Allie or I did something Cressy or special interviews. Um, Anything that pops up, those will be in the weeks between those last Thursdays.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, and since we're already sharing our plan, why don't we go ahead and tell them our next two episodes that are going to come out the
1: end of March and the end of April? Yes. So we actually, Allie and I, you guys are going to be so proud of us. <laughs> we planned yes. all of 2022. Yes. Like, we're good, y'all. Like, we, we've got this. We've got it planned. We've started writing. Mm-hmm surprisingly we we've got this so I'm really (laughs) excited about this and we're not going to give you the full calendar because you know we got to keep you on your toes but there are going to be some really amazing episodes so without further ado March (laughs) last week of March as in like right now this month the Jackie Antonoff episode yes I can't wait did everyone get excited too I just got excited and I'm (laughs) writing it yeah and in April Allie is writing an episode on Taylor's stalkers and how we can protect her safety and privacy. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, you know, we're just we're just bringing the new uh,
0: we're bringing the content back back to our roots. We can't be more excited. We've been talking about the Jack Antonoff episode probably for like at least a year now. and and
1: Taylor keeps freaking doing stuff
0: (laughs) and messing up our plans so we just had we had to make our own plans
1: yeah exactly
0: and we're really excited about it so we hope that you will be too and yeah let's I guess without further ado should we jump into our episode for today
1: Cressy let's talk about cats (laughs) arguably the film that kicked (laughs) off the pandemic oh god yeah
0: uh well, Cressy, why don't we just start with when did you watch Cats? Like, when did you watch the movie?
1: I watched the first 10 minutes of it yesterday. <laughs> and I hated it so much. And my friends texted me and I decided, you know what would be a lot more fun than this? Uh, going to Piedmont Park and daydreaming. <laughs> yeah. So Can't I did that. There. And then I woke up this morning and I watched the, the last hour and 40 minutes of it. So I I just finished it this morning and I I texted Allie about this afterward. I had to take two Advil because I had a headache, (laughs) not from the day drinking, surprisingly, from the film Cats. Yeah,
0: Uh, I can't blame you. What about you, Allie? So I watched this. I was recently took a trip back to Auburn to see Sam. So I watched this from my flight from Atlanta back to New York. And I will say, like, I downloaded it before the flight and it was on my phone. And I will say when I was watching it, I was a little embarrassed because there was like this, like, there was a guy sitting next to me and I was just thinking, I was like, what? Like, he's probably like, why is this random girl watching the movie Cats right now? Like, I don't think that's like, (laughs) you know, most people on the flight are probably watching like Encanto or something. And I
1: just have cats up. You're brave for that.
0: I know. I was a little nervous about it. And he, like, I think I like looked down at his phone and he was listening to like, some like indie music or something and i was like oh my god he's so much cooler than me some indie record that's much cooler than cats (laughs) exactly but i watched it all in the flight and i i must say as i was watching it i kept tapping the screen to see how many more minutes were left
1: (laughs) it was shockingly long yeah, which I mean, like the standard movie is like
0: an hour and a half to like an hour and forty-ish. So if this was yeah. like an hour fifty,
1: I something around that. I it was definitely an hour fifty. I, I watched it the whole time. Yeah, the whole and
0: was <laughs> <hell of> fifty. <laughs> but like so like that's actually like a pretty like just slightly longer than a normal movie, but it felt so long. I it, think
1: it could have benefited from a 90-minute format, but, you know, yeah. maybe maybe we should give people a little context first, okay. if you, for some reason, have literally no idea what Cats is.
0: Yeah. According to IMDb, the synopsis of the movie Cats is, quote, a tribe of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heavyside lair and come back to a new Jellicle life end quote. So how this translates into like the actual movie is that each cat character like competes for this new life by performing a song and then the best performer is chosen by Judy Dench. Uh, her character name is Old Deuteronomy. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Deuteronomy. And then that cat gets to have a new life. So it's like this very intense competition of musical theater essentially. <laughs> or just musical yes. songs, yeah.
1: It's kind of like like a sacrifice. They're like sacrificing a cat. <laughs> well, it's let's, like for
0: the new like. There's like a lot of uh, you yeah, know. You, you
1: have to die to be reincarnated. So let's just yeah. be clear with everyone here. They are killing the cat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sacrificial musical.
0: But like my wait, but like cats have nine lives, wasn't it? Like you get to go on to your like next life. Yeah, and you, you have to die to get there. yeah i guess that is pretty dark
1: (laughs) yeah look at it that way but on a not dark side the movie does star a lot of famous names we've got idris elba Mm -hmm. james Corden, bleh uh jennifer hudson (sighs) rebel wilson jason derulo and of course taylor swift has a four or five minute cameo (laughs) but despite this stellar cast Uh, Cats did not get a lot of positive attention in the media.
0: Yeah, like, if you search the movie Cats on Google, usually people refer to, like, the trailers as nightmare-inducing. Like, it's like... (laughs) oh like everyone will and then there was a lot of attention of like making the cats look too cat like like I remember specifically to uh I'm just gonna put it out there uh you could see a lot of genitalia in the cats like it, it was uh it was like not the most um pg cat transformation also
1: i was fully disturbed yeah and what we saw was like the toned down version of that too yeah y'all may remember this but after the first trailer got so much backlash Mm -hmm. they actually went back and redid some of the cgi to like take out their cat buttholes and stuff (laughs) (laughs) And make them less noticeable and less terrifying. Yeah. And it's still not great. It's kind of like what happened to the Sonic movie, how the Sonic movies trailer came out. People were freaked out by Sonic. So they redid Sonic. Yeah. They kind of did that with the Cats movie. Yeah. And uh, I I guess I'm glad that they did, but it was still very uncanny valley-like. Yeah. Just very frightening to see uh, humans, adults, crawling around on all fours. Not they were not turned into cats they were still humans they were literally just walking on all fours yeah my only like
0: if I'm playing devil's advocate though is like you know cats was obviously a super popular show you know and like the only thing that I like kind of like clap back to like people being like weirded out by seeing them walk around like cats is like that's literally what the show is you know (laughs) like if you went and saw it in a theater you know like the dancers singers whatever they're all crawling along like cats but I think that it becomes alarming if a you never saw the show cats so you're like you don't really know what to expect and then you see you know Idris Elba walk around like a cat it's you know it's a little shocking but also I think like because the CGI and because it was so much even more realistic I feel like that's where it gets weirder but at the same time I'm like I don't know they changed cats into a movie what do you expect you know
1: (laughs) I just I didn't like it Ellie yeah I mean that's fair I'm really mad that we had to watch it but you know what I powered through it But I there was just so much I didn't understand about this. So if you haven't seen this movie, I just want you guys to know there's 10 minutes of cat introductions to every cat. So it's like 10 minutes introducing this cat with a song. 10 minutes introducing this cat with a song. 10 mi- and that happens like for over half the movie. Yeah. They're just introducing new characters. And then we get to like the big ball at the end and that's the end. So I'm like, "What? What? It felt like a long introduction." And then nothing happened. Yeah.
0: I guess, like, if you were looking at, like, the story arc. Because, yeah, like, it doesn't really have a story arc then. It's just, it's just like, uh, song, 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 selection. The only story arc we might actually have is Jennifer Hudson's character, Grizabella, you know?
1: Exactly. And, like, Macavity or uh, Idris Elba's character, he was such a big part of it. But, like, it never said what he actually did. I was like, oh, he's this bad cat. Yeah. He's... Like the the evil Napoleon or whatever that is that they said, but no one ever said what he would do. <laughs>
0: yeah, like they said that like Grizabella was this like big star before she went with McCavity, but then, you know, they they don't really clarify what McCavity did to
1: Grizabella. Yeah, yeah. What, what is his day job? I'm do they have day jobs do they have 401ks <laughs> why are some of them in clothes like why did he have a coat on yeah um why did some of them have british accents and some of them didn't because they were obviously in london they mentioned london a lot yeah like, taylor's character had a british accent
0: i thought that was interesting
1: but like jennifer hudson's character talked normally or i shouldn't say normally american <laughs> she spoke in her natural american tone yeah
0: yeah I didn't get it. I know I did notice Taylor's British accent, but I was like, wow, she must have a lot of practice with that with uh, Joe and her other British friends, yeah. Q, Ed Sheeran and past relationships. But yeah, I I did actually I I really like Taylor's English accent, but yeah, I agree like some people had it, some people didn't. It takes it takes place in London, so like technically every cat should have a British accent, but yeah. Uh, I
1: don't think cats are flying over there. <laughs> there aren't many expat cats. No. Yeah. And also what was so strange is within these introductions to all the cats characters. There, uh, Ali, we have to talk about the dancing cockroaches. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah.
0: That one was that weird. was.
1: I almost walked away at that <laughs> point. So that was in the introduction to Re- Rebel Wilson's character. Yeah. And they were human cockroaches and human mice that were, like, dancing. It was truly... I, I'm probably going to have a nightmare about this. I'm not even being dramatic. I likely will because I, I will see something and I will have a dream about it. So,
0: I want to know how they convinced so many, like, big profile names to come onto this movie. Maybe they had, like, an insane budget to get... Like like Idris Elba, like one of the biggest movie stars right now, is in this movie. Yeah. You know, like I can understand how they could get Rebel Wilson, James Corden, you know, I mean, even Taylor just purely based on like her love for cats, you know, like that's obviously yeah. a big part of why she did it, you know? Um, but they must have had a huge budget, I think I feel like, to get all these names. On, like totally. in this and film especially
1: with the cgi Ellie. when you were doing research on this did you happen to see the budget and maybe the box office
0: i oh god Oof. wait let's do it how much i'm gonna start with how much did cats earn cats made a total of 73 uh pretty much just seventy three million at the worldwide box office. According to box office mojo, this breaks down as follow so okay, it's just breaking down domestic. So it made seventy three million. I'm gonna say how much did the movies cats the movie cats cost?
1: Oh no. Oh no, what is it? Um.
0: It is estimated to have lost universal pictures between 71 million and 114 million after marketing and distribution costs.
1: Oh my gosh. And that's wow. crazy how much it costs. Because I, I don't know if you noticed this, Ellie, but there were a lot of editing mistakes in this movie too. What what did you notice? There would be a lot of parts where like the end of a sentence would be cut off. Oh. Have you noticed did you notice that when No, you watched I it? didn't. No. Like, there was one scene where they're like, "McCavitt" And it wasn't like it got cut off or, or she was interrupted. Like, it fully... Like, she was screaming it. Oh. And then it was just like... You didn't even hear, like, the E. They just, like, cut to the next scene. It was, like, little things like that. They would cut off the ends of sentences. And, like... It was very poorly edited.
0: Well, we know where um, some of their budget went to. Because I just looked up how much did Taylor Swift get paid for cats. And it says, Taylor Swift had a body double for one of her two scenes in Cats, despite her seven figure paycheck.
1: That's insane. She had a body double. When? She did like two things. Yeah. Like, (laughs) she (laughs) was laying down for like all of it. (laughs) I know. Well,
0: I wonder if like part of that paycheck probably went to writing the song Beautiful Ghost, too. I would imagine. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: So but, why don't we talk about Taylor's scene now? It was very brief.
0: Yeah. So I remember a lot of people getting really excited uh, for Taylor Swift's character because she plays uh, Bomba and Bomba Lorena is kind of like a sidekick to McCavity. So she's, she's, you know, she's an antagonist in this film. She, um, you know, she's not a good cat. Uh, she helps McCavity, the evil cat, you know, steal the other cats by drawing them in with catnip. Uh, during her song and uh, I believe her song title is "McCavity," is it not I think so she said it over and over so Taylor comes in on this like big moon from the sky and she's like uh tapping the catnip over the other cats she sings this really jazzy song I mean her character out of all characters if you're gonna be a character in the movie cats I would be I would hope that it was Bomba Lorena honestly Like, she probably had the best character you could get in terms of that movie. But, I mean, she kind of comes on... I believe it's, like, an hour and 30 minutes into the movie. (laughs) Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, it was close to the end. Because at that point, I was like, what has this all been for?
0: Yeah. I just kept thinking, like, when is she going to come in? But then I heard that she was only in there for three minutes. Like, she does kind of have, like, a brief moment on McCavity's boat afterwards. But, yeah, for the most part, she comes in, she leaves... Like, I feel like it's her part is so small because the movie doesn't really have a great structure, you know? So, like, she probably would have been part of, like, the conflict resolution if the movie wasn't just so simple. (laughs) Yeah. It was so brief. I gotta be honest, too. I didn't think her vocals sounded the best in the song, The Cavity. No. But like, I didn't
1: I didn't think any of their vocals sounded great. Like yeah. and Jennifer Hudson's character, her very first song that she performed at the beginning, mm-hmm. her voice was like I I don't know musical terms, so I apologize, but it was like out of tune or mm-hmm. if that makes sense, like off key.
0: See, I noticed that more with the the main cat. Like the protagonist
1: all white cat uh Yeah, it's like they spent so much money on CGI that they didn't edit the vocals at all yeah you know? yeah and jennifer
0: hudson like i am a huge jennifer hudson fan and she can blow you out of the water yeah with her voice she can sing yeah and it's like
1: it's like it, it, they didn't even let her really show her full ability no not until the very very end when she's yeah. like dying <laughs> yeah
0: like it, like that was a good one but it wasn't like uh her dream girl's performance no. of and i am telling you you're gonna love me you know <laughs> like that like that's her full capacity, yeah you know so it didn't even like and that should be the highlight of the entire film is jennifer hudson's song at the end and it was really good but like it just it could have been better
1: you know like it it did not reach yeah. its full potential especially it being a musical their vocals should all really really shine and yeah. they just did not yeah and I think that's part of why this film is so bad. Yeah. Cuz I'm I'm just going to be honest with you guys, I don't love musicals in general, mm. but sometimes the songs are so good. Yeah. Like you can't help but love it. Like you can't hate it. Like I I love the musical Mamma Mia. Oh, because yes. so the good. songs, the vocals are all amazing and also they're sung by people who are not known for being singers. Yeah. Yeah. So if Mama Mia can do it, why can't cats that's like based off a super long running Broadway production? Why couldn't yeah. they why couldn't they do that? And they had such a talented cast. Yeah. It it
0: all just didn't really make sense.
1: I also want to talk about just thinking about the musical
0: performance and Rebel Wilson and her dancing cockroaches and stuff. Did you notice how they gave Rebel Wilson all of like the really cheesy cat puns? Yup,
1: her and James
0: Corden. But it was like her delivery of them. It would be like something
1: like, oh, the cat's out of the bag, or like, cat something. got your tongue.
0: Yeah, like they weren't even like clever. Like, cat Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, it made me groan out loud every time. Like, ah, Rebel Wilson, honey. Well, and they gave her, (laughs) like, so above
0: this. I know. Like, she's so much funnier than that. And it was, like, they were totally, like, oh, she's our funny character along with James Corden, too. But, like, they were, like, ooh, we got to give her these, like, zingers. And then it's, like,
1: just not. Cat
0: got your tongue. (laughs) Yeah. Not funny jokes
1: at all. Yeah. And I, while we're on the funnier characters, I really disliked James Corden's thing because it was just fat jokes the whole time. And I don't yeah. know if like, maybe I'm like a, a sensitive snowflake or something, but I was like, come on guys. Like we're, we we could write better jokes than this. And maybe it's like that in the Broadway. I don't know. As you guys know, I do not like musicals. Yeah. No, but it was just like fat jokes. Yeah. The whole time, the whole like six minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And it, <sighs> Yeah, honestly, and the, like the fat suit's a little concerning too, and just like, yeah. but like I mean, if if they are making those jokes, it's probably because cats came out like years and years ago, you know. So like, yeah. times were different, and uh, you know, honestly, this movie should have just never been made. <laughs>
1: like, no, it it is a stain on on movies in general.
0: Yeah, like I do. You think that the cast
1: regrets it? Do you
0: think Taylor regrets it?
1: I think they made so much money that it's fine, you know? Yeah. It's really just the studio. And then the pandemic happened after, so people forgot about it very, very quickly. True. So I don't know. But, uh, you know, I think they should all take a good hard look at themselves in the mirror and (laughs) ask themselves why they take the projects that they take and perhaps consider taking some other projects. You know, maybe try an indie film. Yeah. Um, Repay Society. For what you've done.
0: The funny part, too, is like a lot of people I know in like Hollywood are skeptical about ensemble films in general. Like ensemble films are notoriously hard to like make a good one, you know? Oh, yeah. The fact that like, you know, like not everything can be love actually in in the Mm -hmm. ensemble film world. But the fact that it was an ensemble film and they got I just still can't believe like the person that shocks me the most is Idris Elba. Like, I just cannot believe they got him in this film. But and he wasn't that good either. Yeah. Like, I think that that's what's crazy. (laughs) It like it honestly astonishes me that he's in that film like that one. I feel like everyone else, you know, you can kind of see why they're in it. Even Taylor. Mm -hmm. But like Idris Elba, (laughs) how?
1: And his performance was so corny. And it's like, you didn't have to take this role, man. You didn't have to do
0: it. You didn't have to do this to yourself. But even if it was, like, corny, it's, like, I don't even put that on him, really. It's, like, it's just a corny movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, did you read the script? I don't know. Because that's what I was thinking. I was, like, once some people sign on, other people are going to sign on, you know? So it's, like... Yeah. I just... I want to know who was the first. (laughs) I want to know
1: who turned this down, who passed.
0: That would actually... Wait, I'm going to Google that right now. (laughs) okay well the first one that turns up when i googled this is hugh jackman has revealed why he didn't take up an offer to star in cats
1: <laughs> honestly he would have been great he might have saved the movie <laughs> he honestly could have
0: what role would he have been i guess McCavity, maybe yeah he could have saved it or he could have been the mu- the magician yeah
1: oh yeah just so you guys know at the end there's like a the main cat, Old Deuteronomy, she, like, gets kidnapped by McCavity, mm-hmm. And she's brought back by the power of magic. <laughs> like a magician. Yeah.
0: So when you don't know how to solve a problem in your show
1: or movie, yeah, just just use magic. Whip out a magic wand and a top <laughs> hat, because that is what this film did. Yeah, like, the
0: conflict was just not suspenseful enough it, the movie had no st- like it didn't really have stakes you know no like and every good movie needs stakes and the stakes need to get better and better throughout it so it was like the movie stakes were the same the whole time it was just trying to get a new life but it was never even really clear why each cat wanted a new life other than like i think rebel wilson's character at one point was like i'm tired of sitting in this kitchen and that was it yeah so it i don't know But should we talk about "Beautiful Ghosts," the song that Taylor wrote for Cats?
1: Yeah, so she was nominated for Best Original Song at the Golden Globes, as well as Best Song Written for Visual Media at the Grammys. Yes. And
0: what did you think about the song? Not my favorite. Okay. That's really all I have to say. What about you, Allie? Um, I like because I I've only seen like (laughs) really the my only experience with Cats until this movie was uh, my best friend Sophia. When she was growing up, she was in like a dance group that did Cats. So that's like where all of my knowledge <laughs> of Cats, like she was literally eight when she did this. <laughs> like, And I probably watched it when I was like nine. So that's all I knew about this previously. So I was like, I was intrigued by the fact that like they fit this song into the storyline. Cause to me, Beautiful Ghost seemed like, Like, pivotal to the storyline out of all the songs, you know? It was the song about, like, what was actually happening. I was like, well, what does the main cat do the whole time if she doesn't have this song? Like, I guess the main cat just doesn't have her own song.
1: Yeah, I guess Victoria, that was her name, right? Victoria, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she just kind of chimed in on the other songs. Yeah, so,
0: like, I was a little confused on that. I was like, wait, did Taylor Swift really write this? She did, but I I thought it was interesting that they adapted it so much, you know, to, like, include a whole new song. So I thought that, like, Taylor's writing for it, you know, I I was impressed by her ability to, like, really write for that moment that's not in the Mm -hmm. original production, you know? Because to me, I would have thought that that was, like, the song of Cats.
1: Yeah, do we think... Taylor was going for an EGOT with this? Uh, it's possible, honestly. I mean, it didn't work, but... Yeah. I wonder if that was her intention. Yeah.
0: I mean, she did... I Like, I do think it's, like, a beautiful song. Like, she did get nominated yeah. for it for several awards, but I just think the movie and cat, Like, the movie cats in general just wasn't successful enough to, like, warrant a lot of respect, even if he wrote a good song for it,
1: you know? Yeah, that, like... <laughs> Overshadowed yeah. anything she could have created for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's like the main thing. Like I don't really listen to Beautiful Ghosts. I I did enjoy it in the movie though. But I like Taylor's rendition yeah. better than uh, when Victoria sings it. Honestly. <laughs> All right. The last thing we can talk about for this movie, you have to name at least one highlight of the movie Cats, and then you can share your low light.
1: Okay. Um, I can't even say the singing because the singing wasn't good. <laughs> um, I liked... It was very colorful. Uh-huh. The colors were nice. It kept Stella very entertained. <laughs> Stella is my cat. And she actually did watch it. So it was very colorful. I'll say that. Yeah. Your turn. <sighs> I think, even though it's surprising
0: that they got so many like celebrities in this... I know this is lame, but that's probably my highlight to see so many big name people do such a fail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would have been miserable if these were played by... Like, C-list actors. Oh, if they were C-list actors, like, no one would have seen it. There's not even a chance it would make any money back. So I think it's just interesting. Like, I just remember watching it and just thinking, like, how funny that, like, this group of really, like, accomplished people got together for, like, months
1: to make this film that's just, like, trash. (laughs) Do you think while they were filming it, they were kind of, like, um, looking at each other like, hey, do you guys think this is... Like, bad too is it just me <laughs> or do you think they were actually really excited for it i don't know
0: uh i don't know because when you see those videos of like taylor and cat school you know yeah like she seems really excited by it so i mean i bet it was fun you know like i bet they had a good
1: time doing it but i ooh. It, it just seems so grueling you guys, when I say there was not spoken dialogue in this movie, everything was sang and danced. That's a lot of rehearsal. Yeah. And takes. Yeah. Just singing and dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing. Yeah. I, will, I did think of another highlight. Um, out of all of the characters, I was most surprised in a good way by Jason Derulo's. Oh yeah, Jason he was pretty was good. good. Oh, he and- hung in there. He committed
0: to the bit. And there was one part where, like, the cats, like Jason Derulo, and then some of his cat friends, I guess, they were dancing with sneakers on, and I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. cats and shoes.
0: Yeah, I did like seeing the comeback of Jason Derulo. I haven't seen him in a while and I've been missing him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he did well. Out of yeah. everyone, I am not ashamed of him for being in this. Yeah.
0: Like for him, I was like maybe that's a good career
1: move. <laughs> I he did good. He honestly, it was like the one that I wasn't embarrassed by. <laughs> yeah. And I I will say
0: I always love a Jennifer Hudson movie. So when I see Jennifer Hudson in anything, like I'm always happy to
1: have her there. <laughs> I'm like you go girl. <laughs> they just did her so dirty yeah this is this is hard i guess the cockroaches the human cockroaches were truly the point where i and this was like 15 20 minutes into the movie so not even far into it enough so you could be like well i'm invested i have to finish it it was so early in the movie i could i could see myself walking out of a theater because of that yeah it was so disturbing to me they were humans like, little humans and, like, little uh, cockroach suits. And then, like, the cats would just, like, eat them. Yeah. And it was so disturbing. Yeah. What's yours? I'm trying. I'm, like, thinking. I'm. <sighs> you can't just say it the whole movie. I, I, I almost did that, but it, it doesn't count. You got to pick something.
0: I... This, this feels mean, I almost don't want to say it, but I got really creeped out um by old deuteronomy Judy Dench's character when they were like laying on the bed, like oh yeah like I like laying in the cat bed and like I think the tail was moving, and that kind of creeped me out.
1: yeah it was a, this was an oddly sexual movie, just so everyone knows.
0: Yeah, it was too sexual for like Judy Dench to be a cat, and then it yeah. was like. I don't know it was like the equivalent of like purring like I don't know like I. yeah but I will say I did like the old guy the old cat uh who's yeah, that was maybe a highlight and I do actually have to say like I came into this movie with like super super low expectations obviously like knowing the reviews I will never watch it again but <laughs> it it wasn't as bad as it could have been i was i was picturing worse honestly okay before seeing it it was bad and i have to admit the dancing cockroaches now that you're bringing them back up i am a little haunted by them now
1: (laughs) Uh, y'all it was bad yeah
0: i just think that like i do i really do stand by though like i do think that like if you are familiar with the show cats like i'm not even familiar with it but i feel like how else would they have done this on a screen you know i feel like
1: yeah they just shouldn't have
0: yeah it's like if you don't want to see cat like humans walk around like cats like you don't know what you're buying a ticket for essentially <laughs> like yeah what else were they going to do you know cats the production should have just never been a movie
1: to begin with no and it's wild to think that now that we're a few years into the pandemic and we've really seen a shift in the movie industry that now we're getting more streaming films yeah. and i feel like cats and like superhero movies yeah those are like the last like big box office things we've gotten and it's crazy that cats is like one of the last of that kind yeah yeah i feel like this would have been fine if it were made for netflix Mm-hmm. and maybe they leaned into the kitschiness of it yeah oh, i do think of another low light i i gotta bring up okay let me hear it um the the adults made the hissing and growling and meowing sound and i i just think they should have used a sound effect for that yeah because there was just something about idris elbow like like doing like a hiss growl thing that i was like it just gave me the ick yeah they should have done some sound effects because humans can't make those cat noises yeah you just can't like like a yowl like humans can't make that noise yeah it's very disturbing to watch one try
0: yeah well and then i was thinking about like okay alternate universe 2 sounds aside how could they have done this better like if they leaned in more just to full CGI cats and then everyone was just like the voiceover for that, but then that wouldn't have worked because they were literally doing like ballet moves, you know, what would be creepier seeing a full on CGI cat doing like a
1: jump through the air split or like, you know, something like that. I think this should have been an animated cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) The cast should have been the voice and it could have been something on Netflix where, for kids yeah and that's the only (laughs) that's the only way i can see it redeeming itself y'all i don't watch this movie just it's free on peacock just but just don't do it (laughs) yeah i
0: I, also lol i did not know it was free on peacock (laughs) did you pay for it yes And now I'm a i'm upset i paid for it
1: yeah it's free on peacock you don't need a subscription to peacock i don't have a subscription to peacock i just made an account.
0: Yeah. And it's free. Damn. Now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't rewatch it for free. I'll tell you that. <sighs> well, now that we're fully creeped out, should we uh, continue on to non-CATS related content and do our nightmares and daydreams?
1: Yeah, let's get a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. I need to check. I think I have heartburn from this. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I think I got like I I knew the movie was creepy watching it but like hearing what you thought was creepy I think I'm now more creeped out. <laughs> like the fact that we had to draw attention back to the cockroaches like now I'm like you know what that was pretty creepy. It's
1: like when you think about something that happened in your childhood and you're retelling <laughs> it like it's normal and then you're like wait I don't think that was normal. Yeah, you're like oh I yeah <laughs> that's exactly I thought that what person happened. was bullying me like <laughs> And you realize in hindsight, oh, it was a lot worse.
0: Yeah, you're like,
1: oh, it's worse than what I remembered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like uh,
0: therapy almost. Yeah, my standards were too low going in to notice. <laughs> like it was like, oh well, I guess I saw this coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's get out of the Cats universe. Let's get out of London. Let's get back to. The East Coast of America in our <laughs> nightmares and daydreams. What is your nightmare this week, Allie?
0: So my nightmare this week is not necessarily a movie, but it's what people are saying about a movie. All right? Okay. So as many people must already know, uh, the new Batman came out with Robert Pattinson. Okay. That, have you seen it? I went yesterday. I went alone.
1: Ooh. I went alone. I went, I'm going to see it this
0: week. I'm so excited. I had friends that were like, "Well, why don't you just see it like tomorrow with us?" Or like uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday, the stimulus night. And I was like, "No, I just like you don't understand. If you're not coming with me today, like I'm going today." <laughs> I was like, "You don't." I, have- that. I was like, "You don't." There's there's only one other movie I've done that for where I just like couldn't yeah. wait for someone to come with me. I just had to go, and that was Finding Dory. <laughs> Aww. But uh, anyways, so I the reason that I really had to see Batman like immediately was because I love the movie Dark Knight. Like Dark Knight is if it's not my favorite movie, it's in my top mm-hmm. three. Like I am obsessed with the Dark Knight. And what I was hearing in reviews was that this new Batman with Robert Pattinson uh, is... The same, if not better, than the Dark Knight. So when I heard that, I was like, "Shit, I gotta go see this right now. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta know." Because like I studied the Dark Knight, like uh, at least in my like media studies classes and like film classes, we studied the Dark Knight because it was so good, like the scenes and yeah, just everything, the suspense. So I was like, "If this movie is really so good, I've been waiting for another movie like this." Uh, so I went alone. Um, I will say going to a New York movie theater is a very unique experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically it's my nightmare because people are saying it's like better than, uh, Dark Knight and it's just not, it, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Like I like yeah. the Batman movie. I can say that was a daydream, but the fact that people are saying it's better than Dark Knight, it just isn't, uh, So that's my nightmare. I will also say like going to a movie like Gotham is where Batman takes place and it's not New York City, but it's like heavily based off of New York City. For instance, instead of Madison Square Garden, there's a Gotham Square Garden and things like that. So I will say like being in New York City, watching a film about a place that's, like, based on New York City, and then also because it's Batman and it's dark, seeing that city under attack while you're sitting in the city. I will yeah. say that was a unique experience. Like, I was, like, I, I got, like, extra frightened. I was, like, they were showing, like, this isn't a spoiler, but basically at one point, like, the city gets flooded, and I'm, like, oh my god, try I go outside? <laughs> like i was like this is- should i check i know and i will also say i went to this movie after a bottomless brunch and i did fall asleep during the first like 15 minutes
1: oh my gosh <laughs> so maybe i need to give it a fair shot maybe i need to go back <laughs> yeah that is a bummer though that it was compared to the dark knight because i i have not seen that but i also i know that's considered a perfect movie yeah i know like i've heard all the praise i i know like to how people dissect the structure, yada yada yada. Yeah. And I feel like comparing it to a movie like that is just setting it up for failure. So that's a bummer. But I am excited to watch it this week.
0: Yeah, and I will say it definitely is really good. And Sam brought up a good point. My boyfriend Sam, he said that because uh, I was like, "How dare you say that that was as good as <laughs> the Dark Knight?" And he made a good yeah. point. He was like, "No, because they like kind of tease the Joker in this one with the new one with um Robert Pattinson." Uh, so it's, like, in terms of it being, like, the first of the series with Rob Pattinson, it's a really good first. Because, uh. yeah, I think the first with the one that had, like, uh, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger and everything, I think that was, like, Batman Begins. So, like, the next movie in the series, I think, Sam said, is going to be the Joker. So maybe maybe then I can, like, compare it side by side. You know what I mean? Like, when it's – because I really yeah. like the villain, the Joker, so maybe – and Heath Lev- – like, it's really just Heath Ledger as the Joker that makes The Dark Knight so good, too. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I – I yeah, I think that I just went in with too high of expectations. Like, I literally was like, I need to go now. It's as good as The Dark Knight. And then it wasn't as good as The Dark Knight. And I was like – Yeah. Fuck. You know? So, that's my – it was I my nightmare. That. Yeah. Also, my chair was broken. That was interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was like a decent movie theater, but I will say the energy, maybe it's just because I haven't been in a full movie theater in so long. Um, the energy in the movie theater was pure chaos. Like <laughs> there was popcorn all over the ground. Like it was oh. packed. Uh, I had like, even though I went alone, there was like a stranger sitting beside me. I hope I didn't like fall asleep on their shoulder. Like yeah. <laughs> the, the, the our row was so broken that like it, the chairs were like leaning back into the people behind us. So it yeah. was just an interesting experience all around. <laughs>
1: okay. Anyways, that was very long-winded, but what is your nightmare this week? Mine is the finale of The Righteous Gemstones that aired mm. uh, two Sundays ago or maybe last Sunday. I was just very disappointed by it. Really? I don't want to give any spoilers, but um, they essentially wrap everything up in a way that you would think... It's the finale of the show and not a season finale. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like the way it was all tidied up. I, I didn't love it. And they like split it into acts, basically. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really vibe with the rest of the season. And I really liked that show. So I was really disappointed by the finale. Season hmm. finale. I need to still
0: watch that. So do you think it's worth watching the show? Like, even though the finale is not great?
1: Oh, yeah. I love it. Every single episode of it. It's so okay. funny. It's hilarious. But I just... It felt like... Um, so this season had nine episodes instead of 10 Mm-hmm. And I felt like they just, like, squished together what would have been ten with nine. You know? Oh, I see. And then they, like, made it into acts. So there was, like, a lot of skipping over. Yeah. Like, three months later. Like, I hate that trope. I think, like, I yeah. hate it. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's lazy.
0: Yeah. And,
1: yeah. So... That is my nightmare. But I do love the show. Yeah, that's awesome. I need to give that one a try. What is your daydream, Um,
0: So I have two. The first being Jersey Boys. Um, I saw that randomly one day because tickets were cheap on Broadway and I had never seen it before. And it is the best Broadway show I've seen in a long time. It was so fantastic. It's like a classic. So like like a lot of people, you know, like it's been around for a while. It's certainly not a new show, um, but I just personally never seen it. So if you don't know what to see at some point, go see Jersey Boys. It is there's a reason why it's been running for so long. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and then my second daydream is I actually when I was looking up cats on I am IMDb, I saw that Amazon just greenlit a follow up to Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Fleabag. So I'm really excited Ooh. about that. Yeah. Um if you don't know what Fleabag is, it's like a two season show written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She also stars in it. Absolutely hilarious! I've talked about it before. I love Phoebe Waller Bridge. If I had gone to the Phoebe Waller Bridge Taylor Swift SNL show, I could have died. You would happy? Have been deceased. I literally, I would have like, I would have been like, my life is peaking. Like it's like, yeah, my two icons together. So <laughs> I'm really sad that that will probably never happen again. Um, it might. It might. Yeah. Never if I could say see, never. if I could see them to like both of those women in the same room together, I would. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> your two besties. I know my two besties. I actually the yeah. picture, the picture of Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Taylor Swift was my computer background for a while. <laughs> really? Like on the SNL stage, I was like, this is <laughs> my two inspirations. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I love that. But yeah, if you haven't seen the show Fleabag, highly, highly recommend. It's so extremely well written. It's hilarious. It's so good. And what about your daydream?
1: My daydream is a show that's a little old. It premiered in 2016. It's called Search Party. Okay. No, but didn't you text me about this like yesterday or something? Oh, you did? Yes. I have a crush on one of the characters, (laughs) but he is not my daydream. The show is my daydream. So essentially, it's uh on HBO. It didn't start on HBO, so I think that's why it's not that popular. The last mm. season um aired this year, so I think there's five seasons. I'm on season two right now. Okay. But the premise is it's about this uh, group of friends. They're in like, their mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. The main character is Elias Shawcat. You might know her from Arrested Development. She played the cousin mm. that George Michael was in love with. Mm-hmm. She's so talented, such a good actress. She's the main character, and we find out in the first episode that this girl that they went to college with many years ago is missing. Oh. And it's a comedy, just so you guys know. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And they weren't friends. None of them were friends with her, but Elia's character just becomes obsessed with finding her for some reason mm-hmm and hijinks ensue things get silly <laughs> because they weren't friends with her but i it's so funny and the ending of season one one of like the funniest season finales i've ever watched it was hilarious oh my gosh i want to see it and now. i have it's so good. And so good. I don't know what they're doing in season two. I don't know what's going to happen. I just started season two today. Okay. But it's it's really funny, y'all. And I will say, the first episode isn't that great. The episode's only 20 minutes long, so it's really easy to binge. But the first episode, none of the characters are very likable, which is hard for me. Like, I need to like a character to get into a show. Yeah. And just for whatever reason, the, the scenes they chose for the first episode I was like I don't like these people but I I trudged on and (laughs) second episode I was hooked yeah so just a heads up first episode it's not that great it gets super good and I have a huge crush on the character that plays Drew now (laughs) if you guys happen to know him and could maybe give him my number anyway that's my latest celebrity crush (laughs) Love it, but it's a great show, Ali. You should watch it and let me know what you think. I feel like lately there are so
0: many shows to watch. Like I can't keep up at all. I know. Like I am probably watching five different shows right now, <laughs> and like I can't. And it's like I I usually dive in so hard on shows. But, like, now I want to watch Search Party. I want to watch Righteous Gemstones. I want to finish The Morning Show. I want to finish Outlander. Like, I have so m- Oh, and, um, uh, oh, my God. I can't even think of the name of the show now. The one that uh, the podcast keeps talking about, about the apocalypse, Station 51 or something. St- oh, yeah. Uh, I started that one, like, months ago. I haven't finished. Like, I feel like there's, like, an
1: outpouring of shows right now. Yeah, there's too much good content, but I I love it. Yeah, I, I'm very thankful for good stuff. I feel like there was like a, a drought for a while of nothing. Yeah,
0: there was a drought, and now there's like literally so many different things I want to watch.
1: Yeah, but you know they're gonna be there forever. You don't have to rush through it. Take your time. That's true. Enjoy the ride. That's Sell true. about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that wraps up our episode, though. Yeah, I do want to share a funny story before we close out. Oh, let's hear it. So I got my hair done yesterday. I'm in my bleachella era. (laughs) This is only step one of like bleaching it to be like white. But it's pretty close, especially in the sun. It looks like really white. But it's going to take maybe two more appointments to get me fully white. And I was talking with my hairdresser and for some reason Taylor came up. I think one of her songs came on over the speakers. Yeah. And he started talking about like how attractive he thinks Taylor is. <laughs> and we started talking about the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. And then he goes, Y'all, after we talk about the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, he goes, Yeah, and then after that she kind of disappeared for a while, didn't she? What what happened? Oh my god. And I was like all <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Taylor Swift podcast. You either ask the best person or the worst person this question. <laughs> so then I, I was like shocked that someone would not know what happened. Cause I, I was like, Oh, well, you know the the whole Kim and Kanye thing. Yada yada. He was like, No, what what are you talking? Like, what happened with Kim and Kanye? And I was like, Oh, okay. So God. there was a phone call. Okay, so have you heard of the song Famous by Kanye West? And then I had to explain the music video, and then I had to explain her Grammy's acceptance speech, and I had to get into it, and it was just so funny, and I thought y'all might get a kick out of (laughs) me explaining that to someone.
0: It's funny that he, like, cared enough to realize that she was missing, but didn't
1: see any reason why,
0: you know? Exactly.
1: And that he would remember it years later in 2022, like, huh, Yeah, Taylor kind of disappeared for a year. And I was like, "Yeah, she was in hiding, Oliver. <laughs> Watch Miss it was Americana." A whole thing. <laughs> and then she released Reputation. I had to explain Reputation. It was it was
0: very silly. <laughs> That's hilarious. But anyway, well, maybe we have a new listener now. <laughs> well, uh, you can follow us at GFA Weekend on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Reddit at r slash Good for a Weekend. Um, You can join our Discord, uh, always lively, especially if there's a new announcement, which you never know. She's been quiet for some time, and all of her chapters are out for red now, so I'm just waiting for the day that we
1: get an announcement. (laughs) It's going to happen, and that Discord is going to blow up. Yes. You can also follow us on TikTok, Good for a Weekend Podcast. Yes. We we get uh, bullied on there by youths. (laughs) But it is a fun time when yes. we do decide to be brave enough to put something out there and then we get attacked. It's fine. Yes. Just see for yourself. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> and be nice. Fight our uh, haters. <laughs> yeah. We're, Ali and I are fighting for our lives in those comments. Yes. Uh, you can also call our hotline that mm-hmm. is in our show notes if you want to just give that a tap. And we will see y'all. And the last Thursday of this month with the Jack Antonoff episode. Yes, I can't wait. All right, GFA out? Question mark. <laughs> GFA out.